Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone spelled woe period begone wherever you listen to podcasts or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts have fun and see you later hi everyone ben here i'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons lake potter alan hunt carissa bloom katie bowling isabel evangelista philip goodboy olivia Pugh, m amber Knoll. Jose Ignacio Asimposo, Tides Podcast. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Rusty Quill and take a look at our rewards. Hello and welcome to the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. Today we're doing a Metacast and I am your host, Bryn Munro, and with me I have... Lydia Nicholas, Helen Gould, Alex Newell, and Ben Meredith. And we are not recording a normal episode today, so we're not introducing any characters. This is a behind-the-scenes Metacast, and we're going to be talking about party changes. Change is bad. All change is bad. I like the same is exactly the attitude you should not have. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ben. So, we have reached the end of season two, guys. Oh, But we're about to start season three! Yay! Because as you all know, we have really upbeat ends of seasons. Yeah! I'm sure we're in a really good mood. Yeah, we like to end things on a high. I had a writer shooter kick. who said that characters should suffer in order for their growth to matter. So I figured that if you all are just basically suffering the entire time, it's the best characters ever. Then by the end of this, I will be a giant redwood. <laughs> yes. yes! Maximum growth. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the sound when Helen suddenly realises something and vocalises that moment. Over the course of the last few episodes, <laughs> you, will have, you will have heard the direct sound of all of our brains realising uh, things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh! I just got there! 
Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we went through some we went through some pretty big changes in season two. Yeah. Uh, first, hair first... sprouted and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Had new feelings. I'm thinking about dwarves in a really different way. <laughs> My okay. beard started growing. <laughs> Began to smell. Mm. Or was that just me? Oh, it's <laughs> anyone who comes in this studio for any yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so, so the first thing that happened was uh, our dear friend Zolf Smith left the party. For all of the right His reasons. His second name is Smith. Yeah. yeah. No, see, that's, that yet, funny? that's yet more reason why, because it was kind of implied that Smith was a, like a, a separate name that was taken on after the whole Harlequin thing. Well, so I mean, to be honest... Even I, that's kind of up for grabs. I chose it personally. Ben chose it because um, his family is from um, near the River Severn. Yes. On the banks of the River Severn. So? In the West Country. But it's So Smith is a... Oh, like a blacksmith. Well, I didn't want him to be called like Zolf Hammerhand, <laughs> Forge Master. That's exactly what you should call. No, people have normal surnames. No. Except they don't. It turns out. Well, all right, apparently. They don't. So, that, so Zolf Smith was replaced by Grizzop Act Drac Amsterdam. Grizzop Drick Axt Amsterdam. Grisop I say Drick it wrong Ak- every Amsterdam, single time. It means Grizzop of Clutch Eight in Amsterdam. Cool. Uh, and then we had an even more dramatic change as our very dear friend James Ross. Left the podcast completely yeah. for baby reasons. Again, for all of the right reasons. Yeah, like his, his he's life for his is child. Just too he's, he's dead to me, and I'm sad about that. Yeah. We're all speaking sadly about the man who's happily married yeah. and making a home with him and his wife and his newborn son, who yeah. is happy and healthy, and his mm. beloved comedy show. It's yeah. all going like, his second so well. child. He's very busy with running successful gigs, having a baby, uh, changing jobs, moving house, and so basically within a year. So, so basically, he's too good for us. A most a moment of silence for poor James Ross's wonderful life. We know who's not too good for you. (laughs) So yes, as you've probably worked out by now, as we've now announced, uh, we've got a new regular cast member for season three. We're joined by the wonderful Helen Gould. Yes. her debut appearance on the, the Beowulf uh, Barbarian special. Was I don't remember so her much anything. fun. <laughs> so much fun. We, just, was, no, we, we had to have her back. I mean, she fine. turned up, but then I don't remember much yeah, just, of consequence happening. Ooh, maybe it was Mr. Ceiling. Maybe oh, yeah. something happened. Yeah, I've got no idea what happened. There. It will forever be a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> much like what happened to all of those gnomish bodies in that village. Yeah. That poor village. <laughs> So, Rusty Quill is a podcast, but it's also just a long-running role-playing campaign. And uh, it's been running a while now. We've been doing three years? 2015. Yeah, three years or something. So, you know, if you run a role-playing game that goes for that sort of length of time, these sort of things are inevitable. You will have characters who want to leave. Uh, or and, die. And, or, or, <laughs> or the characters die, may or die. Retire. And, and like yeah. some of the people within your group may have lives. Yeah. You know, wonderful, people, wonderful people move wonderful away. Lives. You may need to replace them. So rare. we thought we'd talk about the process. <laughs> we thought we'd talk about the processes we went through and uh, just look behind the scenes for what we do, but also might help you if you're running your own game and have to navigate some of these same issues. Uh, so the first thing that happened was that basically the party fell apart. Yep. And this was very much uh, not an out of character problem like and i have been in role-playing parties where that happens no fun for anyone <laughs> this was an in-character problem so uh, ben it was you you zolf and bertie essentially reached a point where you realized you just couldn't continue in the same adventuring group so yeah, wh- yeah. what 
What made you think that it was an absolutely final kind of thing that you just couldn't see a way to repair it? Well, uh, I mean, Zolf is a good person and Bertie was fundamentally a bad person. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's... It's kind of true, yeah. That's a good yeah. answer, Ben. Yeah. Thank you. It was, keep being candid. Yeah. It was basically <laughs> the point where, um, so through sort of natural role play and, and playing to our characters... Um, uh, Zolf uh, basically tried to murder uh, Bertie, at which point Bertie challenged him to a duel. Um, <laughs> now, the thing about that is that Bertie would almost certainly win that duel. And duels are utterly ridiculous. Uh, well, duels, are, duels are utterly ridiculous, but he'd win that duel, which would cause the death of Zolf. Yeah, and I don't think we we could have continued the game at all if one it, main character had killed another one of the main characters and, and on purpose. Well, it wasn't that we... It's, it's not that we shied away from the possibility of Bertie killing Zolf. It's just that that like that doesn't fit as a thing for Zolf to do like he's yeah. not that stupid like w- there are choices that we've made as a group that are like okay sometimes my character does something stupid like I mean speaking as someone that plays someone that has been thrown exploded through a wall several times like sometimes our characters do something stupid but in this particular case it's just like yeah, no it's just not going to happen um, so basically what happened is after that um, we went well so that was our session and me and James James and I sorry um, had a chat about who was best to leave because one of the party members was going to have to leave yeah we, we basically yeah, yeah, we yeah, basically we knew at that point that one of the two characters would have to leave. We were certainly anticipating keeping all four of the same players at that yeah. point. So, Alex, you're the GM, so naturally this kind of decision-making has to go through you for a, at least to an extent. So why did you decide to keep the lovely Zolf Smith with a really interesting, complex backstory, which we've explored some of, uh, we're about to explore more of, uh, why did you decide to get rid of that character and keep the incredibly racist, offensive character that everyone hates? Classist. What? 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 Led every snob. Imagine an ist, and he is misogynist. That but well, also, what, what, led, what led like you to that decision, Alex? Like, well, I, I think he basically well, sees men as pretty pieces of meat. <laughs> like, in a, in a, like he objectifies all men and he scorns all women. I think what it comes down to really is that I most identified with Bertie. <laughs> <laughs> all I could possibly do is fill the podcast and the story with more people like me yeah. i think that no um so a good chunk of this you you might over ascribe sort of power to me in this regard um because if there's one thing that you need to learn if you're a gm you do not make party and players do what you want there is a name for that medium uh it's called writing a book it works really well. They do whatever you say. It's amazing. I often recommend it's a, it. Often it's a solo activity rather than a, a group a group thing. I'm just saying it, it works really well. But in this case, whilst I had a sense, and because I have all of the plot hooks and I know what's sort of going on further down the line and so on, whilst I know what would be easier of the two choices, and I will be candid, it would have been easier yeah. if it was... Um, Bertie that headed off because, shocker, Bertie brought the most controversy to the group. But it isn't as a GM my job to decide who stays and who goes unless it literally breaks the game my only job is to make sure that the game doesn't break in that scenario and and make sure that the story continues to play out and there have been a lot of so we we had a rule for Bertie or rather James did which was like zero growth so he was not no learning no hugging no no, yeah no learning no No forgiveness it's it's taken from the Seinfeld writers bible it was one of their rules for writing Seinfeld was the characters couldn't couldn't learn or grow yeah whereas Zolf I never watched it yeah Yeah. (laughs) whereas Zolf was going through a lot of really interesting crises of faith but they were beginning to like tear away from the actual purpose of the mission so there was something really meaty there 
I, I, I actually think that if Zolf had been the one that stayed, it would have felt kind of weird about the character. Like this person that I've been having so many crises of like, is what we're doing right? Is what I'm doing with my life right? Mm. That he would have Whereas stopped. He had no such compunction. No, 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 no worries at all. No. So, so that is basically the thing. Like I already had an idea for what I'd like to play. Um, it was also an element of I... Um, I didn't like playing a prepared caster. I think. Yeah, so you weren't having that much fun. Oh, no, no, no. I was having fun. I was just being yeah, annoyed and not preparing spells in the best way possible, which is what a cleric should really be doing. But there were also certain things about Zolf that you were finding a bit frustrating uh, in terms of the more the mechanical side of the well, character. Yeah, but, so we had an idea as well, because he was losing his faith, we were actually going to have him um, sort of convert potentially to become a cleric of, I think it's like teamwork or friendship, something saccharine. Um, <laughs> Moving from Poseidon to my little pony is actually quite an organic move. <laughs> What's that? You want horses? Ha! They're all with me. We're all going to the farm where magic all of the dogs horses. go. But it's a real Ooh. farm yeah. and it's a real place and I can yeah. go there. Yeah, so, magic I was, I was, so I was happy to keep playing Zolf, but as um, Lid said, it made sense for the character. Yeah. Like yeah. everything the character cared about, so they're, they're God and also the fact they work for the meritocrats and then suddenly, oh, it turns out your whole family were a member of resistance against the meritocrats. Mm. So it, it just worked more naturally, whereas Bertie's... Um, sort of, yeah, motivation of I need to be heroic made sense for him to stick around. Yeah. Bert, what Bertie had from a like a, from a story structure, nothing to do with like character and nuance perspective, perspective was that Bertie had a very elegant way of forcing him to stay with the adventure as long as possible, mm. which was it literally matters not one whit what happens with <laughs> your character. They have to do this or they end up in, you know, eternal yeah. poo dimension. It's a useful thing. Like, there's a rule that I was always given, which I don't like playing in evil campaigns, for instance. Like, mm. I can dip into it, but it, it doesn't It doesn't really particularly appeal to me. But I do know that when you're doing that, every single person needs a reason not to betray one another and immediately go off on one. And that's kind of what Bertie brought to it. With Zolf, his reason for adventuring, whilst a lot more nuanced, was also a lot less ironclad. Well, to be fair, it's because Alex systematically beat it up. I, I want it on the record that I had it all. I was like, all oh, right, I'm going to give Zolf utter misery and then I'm going to back off and see how he grows stronger. So he misplayed that one. Or alternatively, <laughs> but we respect his craft. <laughs> or alternatively, what happened is that Zolf left the party so that I could control how he grows and maintain absolute control of that art forever. Yeah, that is also one other thing is that, so personally, I think the most interesting thing a character can do is leave, whether it's through death or anything like that, because the reactions of the other characters, it often spurs on much more interesting stories. And just giving off to Alex to control um, is also really interesting because I'm actually excited to see what he does with him. Yeah, Ben now has three living characters in yeah. universe. And they're all going to meet. Yeah, we're yeah. definitely, definitely going to find a time for Ben to play three characters simultaneously. That will absolutely happen. In a GM-less game, they're just going to be in a pub <laughs> and going to force a two-hour Patreon-only recording for Ben. <laughs> You're absolute all monsters. And, um, and the fact that that's how they're now like <clears throat> our most engaged listeners <laughs> are now on a quest. Uh, Telvar Storznason. Ah, from the side quest. The orc archaeologist. <laughs> yep, yep, Swedish orc archaeologist, I think. Uh, right, so, um, Alex, you mentioned earlier there's a few different ways for a character to leave once oh, you've yes. decided that's necessary. So uh, I guess your options are, what, death, becoming an NPC, re- retirement, which is sort of the same. What was your choice exactly for Zolf and, and why? Okay, so, again, this one was very, very much with Ben. Like you were saying, there's there's death is... It's a tricky one to pull off well and satisfying. And again, there there were no moments coming up where Zolf could die. And frankly, his arc didn't... It was just like, oh, look, you were doing this interesting thing. Oh, it's over. Yeah, it's... 
it can be a very satisfying way of removing a character from a game or from a story, but the thing you've got to bear in mind is it's not a kill switch, if you'll pardon the pun. You can't just go, end of character, boing! Like, that, characters have ripples beyond their effects, and you can't just do that immediately. The NPCing one is one that I find more interesting, which is, yeah, literally, the player goes, I am no longer going to play this character but they should not be removed from this world. They are still an active agent in it, but I now hand it over to you. So what that means for me is that Zolf is now an agent in the world that is not controlled by Ben, um, but I have a few tips for people who want to do that, one of which is that have a discussion with the player, and normally what I will get them to do is give me three sort of goals for that character. In an ideal world, it'd be a want and a need, but... Number one is what is that character going for right now? What are they? What is it they want? Do they want loads of money? Whatever need you should already know. But what does that character need in terms of? Yeah, they want loads of money, but do they actually want loads of money so that they can be rich and then make their daddy love them because he's so proud of them for being rich? Whatever. And then the last one is a bonus one, which is it's better to have a wild card. So for instance, they could want all of the money in the world in order to make daddy proud, but also secretly they're, they're just mad for horses and they want to move to that farm with all of the horses. But my point is, is that you have enough components to then, okay, what would Zolf do in this situation off screen? Did I actually give you any of those? Uh, I, I noted them down as we were talking. You you pinned down the first two and then I picked the third one for you because I was aware what it needed to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and personally also, also I'm... It was the horses. It was Spoiler. The horses. <laughs> yeah, Zolf's going to turn up with like 40 legs. They're just going to be all over. It's going to be a horrible oh abomination. Oh my gosh, you'll get the, the horse of Odin with eight legs. Yeah. Riding in. Uh, but personally as well, I'm perfectly happy to give carte blanche because once you retire a character, in my opinion, they're not your property anymore. Yeah. And I've set enough up so you know see and i always tend to separate out which can cause confusion retiring as being separate from making a character an npc because for me retiring is where the player says i don't want to play this character anymore and i do not want them to be an active player in this world i don't want to run into them having set up an orphanage so, or so the, the character literally now. may go and live on a farm the, yeah, the, the character... and not get involved in anything plot I mean, this anymore. is very sherlock holmes keeping bees yes, keeping bees absolutely. that's bees, genuinely it definitely bees stop telling me about the mysteries bees <laughs> all about the bees and yet so all that's... about the bees about or... the bees about the bees <laughs> yeah, or... buttery biscuit bees <laughs> 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 or it's Skywalker on his tiny island. Yeah. Mm. I'm on an island. And that yeah, is you, another retired yeah, character. Monsters. Yeah, you can bring back a character from retirement, but yeah. generally speaking, again, as a, as a GM... Has to be a quest. There's yeah. a reason that your player asks for the character to be retired mm. instead of becoming an NPC. Bringing them back, you better have a real good reason yeah. for going, I understand what you say as a player, but I also think you're wrong. Whereas right. I'm perfectly happy for Zolf to come back. I'm perfectly happy for him to become my primary character again once he has, like you know, good reasons. Unfortunately, this has set up the whole three character. Yeah. So I'm yes. I've shot myself in the foot. <laughs> and then I'll kill Chrisop and there'll be four. <laughs> so, but no, but Chrisop will be dead. Speaking yeah. of which, uh, Ben, that meant you ghost. needed a new character. So what went into your, uh, it's very different creating a character at the beginning of a campaign versus creating a character to join an existing group. Now, obviously you'd already been playing with that group. So what kind of considerations went into the process behind you making Grizzop? Don't want to prepare spells. Don't want to prepare spells. <laughs> Alex, please. And you just don't make me prepare. Would you, li- would you like to play a... I don't want no. any rules at all. No, no, <laughs> I'd like to play a blank piece of paper, please. <laughs> so so what I did was choose a paladin uh, who is only a, a, a sort of pr- prepared spellcaster. <laughs> because, uh, you know, Pathfinder has a lot of prepared spellcasting in it. Now, one of the things you was... lead the horse to water. Yeah. Well, no, but with that, we were losing our primary healer. Um, so I was 
pretty much had to play another healer. I didn't want to play another cleric. Um, but I also, because I played a cleric who was really unsure of his faith, I wanted to play somebody who was very sure of his faith. Like the inverse of it. Yeah, yeah. basically reversing that character. Um, and for like the other party dynamics, as well as fitting that mechanical role of um, you know still being able to deal damage and mainly healing... Um, I also wanted to create a character that didn't particularly steal people's thunder and just mm. fit in. So I needed a character who had a set of goals which made them um, agreeable if they were given an offer. Because the worst thing you do is have a character not think through their goals and then go, oh, there's actually no reason for me to join this party. Mm. Oh, dear. Whereas with Grizzop, it's just, you know, um, he's on a bounty hunter and they're... Oh, he's a bounty hunter and they're like, we're on a great big hunt. Do you want to join? It's like... Yeah, sure. Great. But so, it also means I don't bring in any like baggage with me or, or yeah. baggage that distracts from the actual story. Uh, and and, and Grizzop's attitude to, to things is very different from Zolk's. Was that an, a sort of an intentional, again, a, a reversal almost to, yes. to play the, the opposite yeah. type? Or or did it just come naturally once you'd formed the rest of the character? A uh, bit of column A, a bit of column B. We wanted to make him very different from Zolk because also this is a recorded medium. So I don't want to just play the same character again yeah. because, well... It's pointless, right? Well, there was another aspect as well which affected specifically like the character's race and so on, which was when we started this, way back when, we had a, a very clear sort of goal in the first episodes, which is if someone wants to listen to this from the start, it has to be, even if they have never played a game before, they can do that. But part of that meant that the original four had to, to a degree, be quite vanilla. By which I mean, you know, you had a healer and we picked the most healery of the healers, a rogue who was the most sneakiest of the rogue. You know, like we went very kind of straight down the middle and went big on character backstories we and did, so we on. We did go for the, almost the, the most classic party makeup yeah, possible. Yeah, but it wasn't an accident. And they were very familiar like, yeah, exactly. tropes as well. We had the, the human rogue and then like, you know, you had a dwarf and a halfling. Exactly, yeah. like and it wasn't an accident. Fighter. It wasn't an accident. We presented people with things where it's like you don't recognize all these things. The only thing that you may not be aware of is rules. Okay, we can work with that. Mm. Well, when it came to Grizzop, we've done that. I, I don't. I don't feel like I need to explain to you how a turn works or what the initiative order is and things like that. But part of that as well means that condition for you have to be quite a vanilla choice doesn't actually apply anymore. And yes, the backstories are interesting, but now you can play a goblin. Okay, go nuts. So you want to play actually, a paladin who's ranged? It's an unusual choice. Yeah, please, please. As, as somebody who uh, somebody on the forums um, asked, is like, oh, so how did you build um, uh, Grizzop? And I realised he's actually uh, overpowered. Oh, yeah, He's actually overpowered because goblins have like, I think they call them RP. So he's a plus 10 RP um, species because goblins get plus four to dex, which makes him quite powerful. Plus four dex is quite powerful. Uh, the sta- a standard race in Pathfinder is ten RP, so I, I don't oh, know. Okay, but, it might be. Well, I don't know. Oh, uh, I, I know that it's goblins not considered important. overpowered. I have no idea what that Be- means. Yeah. So what it comes down to Yay! is picking picking goblin versus a human. Yeah. Yes, the goblin has some weaknesses, but generally it's considered that the strengths that the goblin has to balance that out mm-hmm. are so effective that if you lean into that, you can end up coming out the other end. If you're a min maxer and a power yeah, gamer, yeah. The, the fact that as a goblin, he has quite low hit points, is made up for by the fact that he has well, plus four decks. like the I, crazy high decks means that Ben, if he wanted to, could build an incredibly powerful character and also as a who was both I, better at Sasha than the Sasha things and better than yeah, Bertie exactly. the Bertie things. Like, it's, it is possible. And also as a paladin, I have really high hit points. Um, oh, right. He's really hard, and that cancels out. You see what I mean? So, so thing, if like, you deliberately a, do, he is it. a very powerful character. But I'm playing in a, him in a way which doesn't stamp on other people's stuff. It's um, very kind of you, Ben. Well, no, it's not. It's not <laughs> so even benevolent. A, oh, benevolent. oh <laughs> glorious! 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> Gently benevolent. And that's the sound of what happens when Ben suppresses the sudden realisation. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I think, uh, you know, Zolf was a very much a loved character and there was certainly some disappointment initially when he left, but after a few episodes of Grizzop, uh, certainly the fan reaction seems to be very positive. Uh, I've certainly enjoyed... Oh, Grizzop. Pl- yeah, I think he's, he's fit, he has fit in very well. It's harder to punish him. Uh, yeah, mm. I like Grizzop, and Sasha has begun to not resent him. <laughs> so that's progress. Uh, okay, I think we're going to take a break there. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the other major transition we went through. Not just a character transition, but a player transition. A hey, Helen. Hey, Helen. Eh? You don't need to be quiet any longer. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> See you in a minute. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And welcome back. Uh, so the other thing that happened during season two was James unfortunately decided that he was going to have to leave the podcast. We finally got rid of the baggage. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my understanding is that he basically realised he just didn't have time to keep attending recording sessions. He has a baby. He has a lot of other things in his life. And he had to make some very sensible, mature prioritisation choices. Mm. Uh, so how did he let you know about that, Alex? Yeah. That I'm off! Please! <laughs> <laughs> Mid recording, like the rest was just Franken voiced. It was a nightmare. No. <laughs> as as the GM and the director obviously came to you to discuss this. So sure. so how did that first conversation go? Well, as much as I hate saying it, he handled it really well. <laughs> like, I, I want to paint the picture of him being a horrible, egotistical monster, and he just wasn't. Mm. Um, he let me know well in advance. And we knew how much time we had, more or less, to play around with. And he was willing to stick around till it made narrative sense rather than just, I'm out, I can't do this anymore. Uh, we certainly worked the recordings around his his newly decreasing schedule. And part of that as well was... Turns out, guys, it turns out babies are really hard work. Yeah. Mm. Until they're old enough to take part in recordings. And then the whole thing just comes full <laughs> circle. Training oh the apprentice. <laughs> but what did happen with James is we had to have a lot of talks about the nature of leaving because did he want the character to NPC did he not and we had a lot of discussions where it's stuff like the one problem was Bertie had a very clear like we said that ironclad reason to adventure Mm. well that kind of precludes him just sort of going I'm quitting adventuring I'm now gonna go over here like the side quest was just about manageable but literally just wandering off when the party's saving the world on a daily basis didn't really mesh and same with retiring that wasn't an option so it kind of started to make itself as a decision so you knew he was going to die before he died basically how much did you have to fudge things to actually get Bertie to die at the right moment in that case (laughs) yeah (laughs) a really powerful wizard which is a really big fudge (laughs) (laughs) and like and you said it up before as well with the Condrain. Like with, he had that battle with the wraith, which oh, went peek, really badly. Peek, peeking behind the curtain there. Yeah. So more or less then was when we knew which way the wind was blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, the wraith, I had already programmed in. However, the fact that it absolutely totaled Bertie's hit points was 
a happy coincidence. I'd, I'd, there was a reason it was targeting Bertie specifically. Admittedly, from GMing, it should target the tank and blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't have to break the game to do yeah. it. When it came to actually the fight with Kafka, again, it played out. I've been very lucky um, in how it played out. At no point did I break the game. At no point did I fudge rolls or anything like that. What I did do is take an enormous risk and make an effectively unbeatable enemy unless you targeted the book, which I had banked on Bertie not having the nous to do unless someone said, mm. which is also the reason that I you immediately feeble-minded Hamid. Out feeble really quickly, Hamid. So he couldn't say target I the book. I used the most powerful spell that I could to immediately take Hamid out but so that he couldn't tell Bertie. Hamid was about to target the book and yes, indeed did even once he'd been <laughs> creatureified. But even that, like that managed to serve a really powerful kind of plot purpose because we see just how dragony. Hamid is like it wouldn't have been it's like in feeble minding Gridlop or Sasha or Birdie would not be interesting we we there's no monsters for us to turn into but I had no idea here's another peek behind that Hamid was going to do that or, or the Bryn was going to do that so I read the description for feeble mind is that they just effectively they have a, a temporary ego death let's right. call it until someone heals them and I ran with it Bryn yeah. just went I got a plan I'm doing this yeah. roll with it okay Oh, okay, yeah, I can do. Oh, yeah. oh, I did. I did give a wink to Alex beforehand, basically just saying, "Trust me," because like me and Alex have such a good relationship. And we've at this been point playing in, for years. In terms of our, yeah, and we both come from you know improv backgrounds, yeah. so we both will just riff off each other yeah, quite yeah. strongly and easily. And I think we both at this point trust each other with where we're going. I mean, with here's, that kind of thing. here's another. Piece As behind. opposed to Canon, Alex and Ben hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do. Hmm. We do. I mean, it's it's hard to sit here next to him, honestly. <laughs> He's only there because I made sure he was contractually obliged. Um, he I'm only me. here because I have this voice. <laughs> <laughs> and he only has that voice because Alex has done cruel and terrible surgeries. <laughs> My throat. My throat. <laughs> <laughs> the pain is indescribable. <laughs> so, with Bertie, every single thing that happened, I didn't have to fudge any dice rolls, yeah. but... I confess it was due to me manipulating circumstance deliberately. And also, when it came to the killing of Bertie, it took a lot of discussion with James because James was having a lot of tension with the character because on the one hand, he wanted the character to you know be a heel. He wanted the character that people love to hate. But at the same time, it can be difficult for people to accept having an ignominious death. Mm. So... Eventually, I agreed to get James to sort of take it on faith. James didn't know that the uh, I'll kill both of you move was going to happen. He just knew that I was going to present a choice and he could decide in the thing. And then I just made it worse because that's what I do. But But we respect him. (laughs) So what you're saying is that James chose Bertie's death because he could have allowed himself to die heroically. Yes, but I leaned the deck so heavily in his... In, in one direction, if I'm honest. And I also yeah. explicitly said, the right move mm-hmm. is to die ignominiously as the heel that Bertie is. Like, I, I had a lot of discussions with him about it and we came down on the same decision. But it was but still his choice in the end. If he'd have decided the other, there was a, yeah, I had a get out of jail. <laughs> and it's, it's worth mentioning as well that this is a problem that really only exists for a recorded... Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, if James wanted to go out on a high and it was a you know private game, then go for it. Well, yeah, why, why would the players they? happy? Yeah. But for the narrative... Yeah, yeah so it, it, if you're playing your own game at home uh, and this comes up and someone needs to leave and you want them to die, 
you know, that is something you can build a very hard encounter and you can try and make it narratively satisfying, but you probably won't have to work quite as hard as Alex did to uh, to sort of to make sure it, it, it helps everything and ever uh, the whole story that the, the yeah. game as a whole is telling. Well, and obviously, is... the, the much more common outcome is someone dying by accident, yes. which hasn't yes. yet happened in Rusty Quill. Well, have... you say that. I you mean, have just been brought back to life a lot. You've come incredibly close, incredibly close. Like in Q, we were yeah, literally like, we were. We were a dice roll. Q, I nearly TPK'd you because I miscalculated. Um, In Beneath the Catacombs, you nearly got TPK'd and then did, but you at least made it to the sort of hard reset. The save point. point. Yeah, you made it. (laughs) Honestly, you made it to the save point. If you hadn't made it to the bridge, I was in trouble. Um, Since then, there have, again, there's been cases where I've never had to fudge a roll, but I have... Gotten squeaky bum. Massage the story the, the, a little bit. The point where Sasha drops and uh, like, and then Bertie fell on top of her. Like no, she, they, was, yeah, she was yeah. literally one turn away. Yes. from yeah, yes, that's like true. bleeding out. If Zolf had and the longer things wrong, unfortunately, the more okay it is for a character to accidentally die. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah for Grizz up to accidentally die when he's just gone. Hello, oh no, like, that's <laughs> not great. Yeah. But this, this isn't Goblin Quest but, after but, all. But, yeah. He's just a Goblin on a quest, if, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if Hamid died accidentally he's been with us enough for it to hurt so I'd yeah. probably yeah. just be okay you monster that. don't you dare <laughs> so what one whereas uh, on the other hand I'm just like I like Sasha's choices Sasha's a ticking get time her, bomb. Like, I have genuinely expected her to die and sometimes as you make choices that make sense for her like one of the few it's rules... almost more tragic for Sasha to keep coming back well yeah I mean he's, <laughs> he's punishing her he's punishing her for succeeding like there's definitely like with her I have a bit of a rule like once she starts showing off she keeps showing off like so well it's an improv rule pour petrol on that fire you, yeah, like that's, that's, you have a problem one, make it worse once she gets hyper and I'm going to save the world like she she goes out and she keeps going off on her own and so in each of those times it hasn't gone well for her rogues like, am I right yeah. so one bit of advice I uh, you know think we should give to people who aren't running it for a podcast as well is if a player wants to leave and they decide they want to have their character die um let them go out with a bang and not a whimper. It's oh, much, yeah. much more yeah, satisfying yeah. to leave having felt like... Unless felt they're like also having... playing a horrible racist. I mean, that seems no, less no, no, likely no, but, in but, your game. But that's, but... Still, but that's still a bang. Like, that was a, that was that a was character a, decision that, that fed yeah. into and made dramatic sense because it's the most disappointing thing is saying, I'm leaving this game and the way you yeah. go out is just going... You know, like feeling like it was yeah. an accidental death. Whereas, like, if you're if people are staying around, but the character dies, then you've got something really interesting where that person gets a new character, and there's the like, well, we just lost. There's like the wound, and you can grieve over that, like, and it makes everything really real. That's one thing about character death as well. I think personally, only a session's worth really of mourning, mm. because you know, unless unless it, it, it serves story purpose, it can just be very depressing to just be mourning somebody. And we've, we've, kept, we've kept the morning pretty light up to the end of season two. I mean, nobody two. liked Bertie. But given that we've just ended up in Cairo, I can't promise there won't be more mourning for Hamid's sister in yeah, the beginning so, of season three. So sometimes there's a good reason to do it. But as, again, if you're running a game for yourself, you're there to have fun. Unless you, you're all having fun wallowing, but it, <laughs> it can start to bleed into your real life. Speaking of tragedies. <laughs> <laughs> the other exciting thing that is happening in season three is that we have Helen joining us full time as a regular cast member. So Helen, how did you first get involved in Rusty Quill? Oh, um... Who, who, who contacted you first? Because you've known both Lyd and Ben for a while, is that true? Yes, yes. Uh, Lyd and I go 
back to oh, we go back <laughs> we go back surprisingly far yeah to 2010 when yeah. I was still in university yeah. and, and um, I was drunk in front of Charlie Brooker yeah and I told Charlie Brooker about my sex blog <laughs> <laughs> and, Charlie, and, and Connie Huck's like agent came and quietly took me away she was like you're, you're being quite drunk in this conversation but then we actually had a really good conversation I was like okay you can go back now yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but it was a complicated time <laughs> we were both very young. Yes, God, so young. Um, uh, yeah, we met in Edinburgh. Then I met. Where did I meet you? But, but video brains. Video brains. Yes, that must have yeah. been it. Either that or the first Nine Worlds. I think it was yeah. video brains. Yes, and yeah. then we went and did a talk at Nine Worlds together. Yes, about yeah. role play gaming and Bioware and relationships. Right. I think yes. that's yeah. the thing. I time I first saw you because that was that also with Meg and Grant. Uh, no, oh, that was no, separate. That was, but yeah. we were also. I was on that panel. I was on that panel too. That was oh. what we, we, we spent. We spent an age talking about and Monster contributed Hearts. loads, Ben. Yeah. 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 To, be, to, to be fair, I was an add-in. Like, <laughs> like, basically, we've got, like Helen just tends to give amazing content at these kind of events, like whether it's Video Brains, which is a, an event that's a, about video games and being brainy about them, or Nine Worlds, <laughs> which is geek culture and nine of them. I don't really understand that. Um, it's, it's an As- Asgardian so, thing. See? Great content! We, we said, <laughs> no, we no, said no, no, that was great content. <laughs> so there's, there's the thing. Where like, <laughs> Helen keeps saying interesting things, so I kept going to her talks, and then it was like, hey, be our friend. And I don't know. I feel I feel like I was like, no, be my friend because I've just moved to London and I don't have any friends. Well, allow me to like pop this bubble. I'm an incredible corporate shill and had none of these human trappings of emotion to interfere. So uh, yeah, um, yeah, literally, Alex put a message on the Slack being like, so we have to think about what our candidates would be and both me and Ben messaged simultaneously Helen Gould Helen, yeah we yeah, should we should ask Helen <laughs> Helen's yeah. and he and like he and then I proceeded Alex to and... ask other people rather than just going yes I will take what I mean yeah and everyone said the same thing yeah <laughs> it made yeah. things both very so easy you, and very you both presumably knew like, Helen you've yeah. been a role player for a while Yes, yeah. since 2014 yeah yeah so you you're um, not new to the gate to gaming no no not at all I've done a lot I've done a lot of playing um it has been, it's it's a really good thing for me in terms of like, I like performing and I like writing stories and I like being around people and I like having a laugh and role playing is sort of all those things for me. So it's it's fun. We'll get the laughing part out. We, we, yeah. <laughs> we, we can all sympathise to differing degrees. Like, yeah. Alex like be... just likes making money so, uh, from Alex, our labour. Uh, yes, that's me. Corporate shill rolling chill. in it. That's me. So, yeah. Just Alex, so much money. Shill so much money. Mattress money. <laughs> I was like, do I quit and just you know live in a giant mattress? No, no. no. Just just rolling in gold. Uh, like the, with, this room is actually soundproofed with gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's where your Patreon money goes to. I'd have used platinum, but I felt like slumming it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, you'd, you'd had these strong recommendations for Helen. Was there was there much of a search process? Did you did you just have a chat to Helen first, and then obviously Helen joined us for the Beowulf special? Was that like a, a trial run? Was that like an audition, basically, or how did it end up working out? <laughs> so, from, yes, from, it? <laughs> from my end, there were a few candidates I was chatting to and mm. having sort of meetings with, and a lot of it, it sounds unglamorous but honestly a lot of it can come down to just logistics mm-hmm. you can chat to someone and think they're the best person in the world it's like when are you free one thursday every three months great i can't no. what can i do i'm sorry mm. so we had a meeting which went really well i think yeah i had a love i had a lovely time yeah. it was great you were late i was <laughs> <laughs> 
my train stopped for 10 minutes and I just sat there going, I'm late to someone else's interview. I'm the worst. <laughs> why? Why Why did I not set off earlier from my platinum-encrusted ah. desk chair or whatever? Um, but in, in fairness, a lot of it was the fact that the second that we started talking about the game world, you weren't like, hmm, yes, yes, that's interesting. You're like, wicked, what about this specific thing? <laughs> and then we just chatted for ages about incredibly nuanced bits of the campaign world that most of the party are never going to find. Yeah, yeah he kept going, they don't know about this yet. But... <laughs> Alex, but... Alex did sort of send messages to me and Ben, like, yeah, no, good, good, good record. And then, yeah, the Beowulf one was, and again, this is me being perfectly candid with you, Helen, I have Peek met, behind the curtain. I have met many lovely people who are good at gaming. I have met many good people who are lovely and good at performing. I have also seen both behind a microphone go wrong in different ways. I've seen people lock up and just go, uh, and like in, in TV and stuff, it's called staring at the void, you know, where people just lock up and they see 10,000 people are behind the microphone, sort of. Uh, and the other Not one on this podcast. I've seen people sort of go off on one and three people and a dog <laughs> Brutal's listening who we, we all know by name <laughs> hey guys yeah I do this for the dogs but, <laughs> but in fairness yeah but with the... now there's a t-shirt <laughs> so that's why can... I speak at only a frequency they can hear <laughs> It's a much better experience if you're a dog, this podcast. <laughs> Remember to pitch shift that down sometime and you can just hear, hello, dogs. I love you, dogs. Dogs are brilliant. Oh, you are very good boys Who's and girls. Who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? Actually, it just comes across as a hiss. Um, <laughs> but no, like, honestly, when it came to the Beowulf thing, all you needed to do is not be awful. <laughs> like, that's being wow, honest. Wow, it's a high bar. But, no, but, but what then I mean, it turned Wait, out... hang on a minute, hang on a minute. So a little bit, also people behind the curtain. I failed my audition. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, way, way back when. Because Lottie was going to be cast instead of me. I was. Oh uh, yeah, very true. That's true. Yeah. Oh. Um, I well, also didn't know that. Yeah. Well, no, what happened? To I was. Lottie? I was very open about. She the got criteria. a better job at Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> I was very clear from the start, and I was very open with Ben, which is that I'm not a fan of like really heavily male dominated games I think it's an issue in the industry I think it's an issue with podcasting I think it's an issue with gaming and that was always on the cards however unfortunately again logistics trumped and in fairness I think it's all worked out quite well Uh, and also to be fair I was an unknown because I didn't know anyone really so so me Bryn James and Lottie were all in an improv troupe for years and I had worked with yeah all of them before. and and so and i genuinely joined basically because i was like i so i i i had tried playing long running role playing games in the past we played one was the vampire hunter one and uh i kept by the requiem vampire the requiem <laughs> and i kept missing so many sessions uh because life is busy and i'm not good at committing to regular things that they kept making it like oh lid isn't in the podcast okay she was unconscious that means next time the next episode that she's here she's got fewer hit points and more ghost powers and <laughs> I, how long before you just became Jeebus? I mean, that would have happened eventually, I think. <laughs> but like that, if, you know, so I was like, uh, the, what I want from it is seeing my mates from the improv troupe again. Because like, we like having projects and making yeah, things absolutely. together. That's been something we've done for years. It's been great. Um, and James is very busy, so it's hard to hang out. And and I wanted to actually play a game. And I knew I wouldn't if I didn't have like Plus an Plus all of that mattress money. Like, oh, like yeah. just... That, that things must be so easier 50. since you're in that mansion. <laughs> also, I'd like to issue a correction. 
if uh, Lid was playing a vampire hunter, it would be in Hunter the Vigil, not Vampire the Requiem. Uh, I apologise. We weren't uh, vampires. This we is why I actually vampires. hate so Ben in real life. Hunter, Honestly, it's it a real thing. The World of Darkness game. Yeah, Hunter that was it. The Vigil. <laughs> yeah, that. Anyway, Helen, getting. So basically, shut up, Helen. I want to talk about myself. So. <laughs> basically, this was sold to me as hanging out with my three improv buddies again. And then have I you spent up. years with your improv friends? Yes, that's what human emotion then, is. Then Ben turns up. Yeah, not just some guy. Who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting to me that you didn't know each other. No, the, the only oh. way that I okay. So, just quickly, the only way that I... <laughs> okay, let's all talk about Ben. No, 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 no. Yeah. Don't no, mind no, us no. while this we is, all talk about this is Ben Meredith's no, show. This is the weird insular thing about being a nerd around London. Yeah, um, is that I, I knew Ben's brother. Yes, so Alex and Bryn knew my brother through improv at the University of Nottingham, where they both went to university, and my brother's um, partner said, "Oh." My, this person I know is doing a, a RPG podcast. You're a massive nerd. Why don't you get in contact and audition? So that's how that happened. So I, yeah. that's why I didn't know anyone. So I was a complete unknown. Like I was some person's brother. Uh, like, you know that prayer, like, God, give me the confidence of a middle class white person. <laughs> uh, yes. It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> uh, of course, You're a nerd. Uh, why don't you do this show? I, I didn't have to audition at all. <laughs> I just walked in. Uh, to be fair, like, the five years of Fat Kitten was oh, yeah, kind I mean, of our, imp- our, our, our Alex audition. Alex has, has seen me perform several times, and yeah. we've also gamed together we before, were, yeah. so, you know. <laughs> there, there weren't much in the way of wild cards. Uh, but, but anyway, that to, is anyway, enough about me. Helen, back to Helen. <laughs> Helen, brand new voice who we've all succeeded in giving three minutes of our time to. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I'm enjoying learning all about your lives. Don't enable them. <laughs> Don't enable them. <laughs> So we had we had the best time recording Beowulf. Yeah, I genuinely my favourite episode. Cried with laughter. Recorded. Actually tore something inside. It was so oh funny. dear. It was so funny. Yeah. I think also just the general decision to have that curse. Which led into incredible, the like incredible. powered so much of the fun of the yeah. game. So the so. thing is, I only picked Unremembered because it was alliteration with Ulf. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what begins with you? Unremembered. Let's put a witch in there well, as well. <laughs> Either way, it went down rather well and everyone's pretty much came down on the same thing, which is that it was brilliant. Yeah, it so was it, it made it quite the, easy. The best we'd done. I think we also had some affirmation where I think it was on the forum or something and they were like, you're having Helen back, right? Yeah, you're like, <laughs> first thing, yes. like, yeah, of course we did. Yeah. Oh, just so, so everyone knows, like, I do live on compliments. Yeah. <laughs> um, Feed her. <laughs> I mean, and obviously, what, you know, when I say that was an audition, it wasn't just us auditioning you, but it was also you auditioning us. I mean, you had to know that you had fun <laughs> too. Like, you need so... to learn that, yes, Ben is hateful, but he's quite efficient at podcasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why he's here. So clearly you must have enjoyed that experience like, as well. If you, if you agreed to come back regularly. Because this yes. is a weird thing to do, right? Look at what we're doing. Is it? Sitting in a really Think hot about room. how hot this room is. I regularly sit in a soundproof room. <laughs> I think there are weird... To me, kicking a ball back and forth is weirder than this. Like, I don't see the appeal in that at all, so... No. I'm with my friends. Yeah, I know I hate hockey too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Round as his so bag. Many broken toes. <laughs> <laughs> and 
of course, this is logistically easy for me because I literally live like eight minutes away by train. Which, in fairness, I didn't know at the time. I was just like, oh, yes, logistics. <laughs> what a life that would be. Yeah. Oh, and we haven't ben even got Talon's in from a different yet. city so. every day. <laughs> All right. Every, every day. day. Every minutes from my I think we might have to run a bit longer than that. We'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be fine. So the last thing, of course, is, is you're coming into this established game. It's been running for a couple of years. And you didn't know it. So you weren't a listener to the podcast. So you didn't know anything about it. I literally so was, had no idea. Was that a very strange experience for you? Yeah, I did. I considered, should I listen to this whole thing before I get... And then I just like, no, don't do this. <laughs> Why, don't you? Why don't you punish yourself with all of this? Hey, oh, I punish yourself! <laughs> <laughs> She's right. She wasn't here. It's all a waste of time till now. <laughs> Helen is basically saying that everything that occurred before she arrived is garbage. And you shouldn't bother listening to wrong. any of it. I was you'll get along with Ben really well. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> what I mean is, eighty hours is a very long time, and I also do a not fun have... and adventure and and laughs with the whole gang. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And it would give you a more authentic, oh, yeah, character reaction if you found out about things oh, live. Yes, that was absolutely the primary reason, <laughs> not laziness at all. But to be fair, that has paid off. Um, it will be absolutely now, but in recordings we've had. There have been some moments where we say something and Helen's no! like, oh, no. <laughs> no! It's because I absolutely love gossip. So, like, sort of Hammond's backstory is I was like, he did what? OMG. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag spoilers. What's yeah. the tea? <laughs> but, um, yes, it's been. It was interesting coming into this, like, fairly. Like, just, just not knowing what had happened. But I did know that Bertie was like a tank and not very likable. That was the, that was like the one. Thing so, so did that, that influence your character creation? So you you knew that essentially, you know, as we talked about, that the party is made up of archetypes, and mm. you know, we had several archetypes covered, and the archetype we didn't have. Did that yeah. feed into your character creation yep. process? Absolutely. But then I've always liked playing tanks anyway, and I also I have I have two main genres of character. One is happy go lucky, very likable, very yes, everything will be great character, and the other one is like I hate everything. I'm going to hit it with a big sword. Um, <laughs> you so. can do both. I have. I am very happy and also hitty. So um, yeah, that was that was. So here's a question then. Ooh. This is this is from my end. Mm-hmm. How did you find character creation for this? Because obviously, I'm always sort of looking at it with an eye to the knowledge that I already have about the game and running mm. it and so on. How did you find character creation? Bearing in mind that this is the only time you'll get the chance to go, it was awful, I hate you, this is terrible, and I'll just go, mm, yeah, feedback, and pretend that I'm listening. Um. <laughs> It was really useful. Um, so, so what Alex did is he gave me a big long list of questions to answer. Uh, some of them were just like, "What is your name?" and then some of them What's were like, "Pin code, <laughs> <laughs> mother's maiden name, first pet, all the basics." <laughs> I've never had a pet. Oh. Oh. Well, I had a mouse that I put in a bucket and then it escaped. So your character. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Remember we were talking about the quality content. <laughs> you have to be really careful now you're part of this team because that will end up in the Magnus archive. <laughs> <laughs> the Mouse Bucket, episode 1612. Um, what was it? Yes, character creation. Um, yeah, so it was. some of it was just like, oh, what's your name? And some of it was like, oh, what is your deepest fear? And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have never gone into this much detail. Well, about how else am I going to hit your character with things that make them sad? 
Yes, I was also aware of, of that, but I, I did it with a genuine... <laughs> I really feel like we should have warned you more strongly about I'm what quite, Alex will do to I you. I actively tried to make sure that uh, didn't happen. Yeah, I want, I want I, to hear more about this character creation thing. Like, cause yeah. it's so, it's so you've picked neon pink? All these... Yes, so we're not going to talk too much about the actual details of your character today, Helen. Uh, mm. So that we get the the proper introduction in the in the actual story in the the main the main podcast as when it when the the new season starts Which airing again. We already recorded because podcast land is weird and you yeah. record out of sequence. So we're, we're just a few episodes ahead of of, of of you guys right now. So in, you you knew that you might have to be a tank in order to fit into the party mechanical dynamic. Uh, mm-hmm. Did Alex tell you very much about the the other dynamics of the party? How much did you consider how well you'd fit in with the other characters? I mean, it's perfectly okay to say. I didn't because it's not necessarily uh, essential. Most of it has actually been quite a lucky coincidence. Um, like I knew the classes of the other characters. Um, I knew their general sorts. Of, so I was like, "Oh yeah, Sasha's a sneaky rogue." And actually, no, I can't remember any. Like mo- mostly, I knew that Sasha was a rogue. And Basically, our entire characterization. I yeah. actually think she'd be happy with you only knowing that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, success. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so it, it influenced me somewhat, but also Alex was very reassuring. He was just like, we'll make it work. Yeah. Whatever you want. Just tell me what you want to do. You knew enough to make a character that you knew would fit in with more or less whatever you encountered. You're, you're, you're not the kind of person yeah. who's going to make a character that's going to have real problems well, the interacting. Thing is, the other thing is as well, like... Um, if it's going to be a long-running thing, I needed to play something that I knew I could play easily and well. And also, um, I figured I should just go with what I want. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really not, important. If I was going to play, I don't know, what would I really hate to play? Um, actually, yeah. no, I won't say that. That might offend her. <laughs> <laughs> like, could, you, could you imagine playing like a goblin paladin? It'd be the worst. <laughs> oh, imagine being stuck playing a character with one leg. I can't imagine... You wouldn't no. pick that in the first place. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know why I've decided Ben to make makes brave character choices. <laughs> Let's yeah. punish him for And we think it's great. <laughs> there is something worth bearing in mind, which I gave uh, Helen the same criteria that I gave everyone else when they first came on the show, which is don't play a character whose voice you can't do consistently yes. and who has a voice that isn't your own voice because it makes it easier for listeners. There was also a <laughs> final condition which I only ever gave Helen and no one else, which was I didn't want you to fall in the trap of thinking you had to be the heel. Mm. Because obviously, like, Bertie heading off is taking a lot of the, uh, I'm bored now, I'm going to create drama if nothing's happening. I didn't want you to have to feel like you had to fill in that role and be that person because then you're, you're being hamstrung so I was yeah. always I think at least quite clear that you didn't yeah. you really didn't have to be that person I would never have done that anyway yeah. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> you I'm are not, no I'm just not that kind of person yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I think there's, there's a couple of lessons here to take if you're if you're uh, bring in a new person to your own game at home. Use Helen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> invite <laughs> Helen. She's amazing. She, she comes makes... with a lot of recommendations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> makes no, but, most things better, yeah. You know, uh, find someone who is uh, compatible with you, With you you know, the, mm. the, the temperament. Like, you, if you've listened to the Beowulf special, which you should because it's amazing, you'll hear how much we were all laughing. And if you've got that sort of atmosphere, mm. you're going to be having more fun. And I think, you know, that that is something that is so valuable is having a group of people playing a game together that just get on and have fun together. It's like we record in six hour chunks sometimes, like in heavy chunks. And and so we genuinely have to get on. Yeah. Or it would be awful. Like it's tiring. Thank God right? the money's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
joke that keeps on giving right till you die of starvation. Yeah. Woo, I love this gruel. (laughs) Yeah, and this gruel money. Um, Yeah, so you genuinely actually have to really like each other. And so fortunately, we'll do, except Ben. (laughs) I'm the heel in real life. (laughs) Um, And and the same applies to your party. You know, you want a group of characters that are going to get on with each other, going to pull in the same direction. Uh, And hopefully, again, you know, you guys haven't met uh, Helen's character yet, but we've at least had a few episodes with her, and we are, I think, we're pretty positive about the direction it's all heading in. Yeah, makes me happy. Until Yay! Alex finds more ways to torture us all. The higher up the happiness scale you are, the further I can knock you down. And that's <laughs> oh. what character growth is, right? Yeah, I'm very excited to see what happens, kind of, because I feel like um, my character seems very different. Like, the, she comes from a very different place. Yes. To some of the others. Absolutely. Like, literally and figuratively. That's great. That's kind of the point when we set out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's going to be interesting to see if there's, like, a difference in, like, the overall... Like, perspective. Atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, Mm, yeah. absolutely. Um, Especially since there's no longer someone that you just, like, oh, go away all the time. Well, I mean, we've swapped out toxic privilege for literally anything else. James played that character so well and it worked really, really well. But it's also really nice for everyone to have strong choices that are different choices. Mm. Like picking someone that just seems at least so far from us, like straightforwardly lovely. <laughs> I'm sure that straightforward is the last thing that she is, but it's just like, oh, this is different. And that in itself is, is brave and interesting. Brilliant. So if you want to hear uh, how Helen's character arrives and how she integrates into our uh, adventuring party, tune in when season three resumes. Uh, And until then, bye! Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill, or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. You're not eating much of that. So you heard it here. Uh, ben also thinks people should only eat meat. <laughs> only <laughs> Alex. Stop right, that'll get that on. Cutting things is quite easy. I could just cut before you uh, said those um, words. Okay. Editor, please. Cross-talking is the only thing that really... Should we, should we like, get started, If you cross-talk, yeah. that's yeah, where we get started. So like, cross-talk is really... Sure cross-talking makes it difficult, so difficult for In fact, I'd argue that you're probably giving Ed a minor breakdown right now. I think you're doing it. The sort of meta... Uh, well, I, I spoke really quietly into the mic, so hopefully my voice will pick up really well on my microphone and block out all others so he can isolate what I asked him to do and do it. He won't. Ed, do it. And just if he does, there. because it has to pass through me, I'll just delete it anyway. Send it straight to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.